Hi everyone, it's Father Eric. I just came out seeing Taka Maverick, and I wanted to give a review of the thing, which is relatively spoiler-free. And so if you've seen various trailers of the film and you don't mind certain key plot points being revealed in the midst of those trailers, then you probably won't mind uh, this particular review, which is, again, relatively spoiler-free. So the first thing that comes to mind with regards to Top Gun Maverick is that basically there's like the movie behind the movie, right? And so with every movie that's like really well thought out, really creative, really well written, again, there's always like the movie behind the movie or like the plot behind the plot. And so, for example, when it comes to Top Gun Maverick, on the face of it, it seems like the movie is pretty simple, right? It's about the lead character, Maverick, played by Tom Cruise, who is reassigned from being an active fighter pilot to becoming an instructor at Top Gun, which, of course, is a really high-end flight academy, if you will. And specifically, it seems to be like, here's this guy, he, he's being assigned to teach these young pilots to prepare for a, a real mission in enemy territory. So again, on the face of it, that seems to be the basic plot of Top Gun Maverick. But again, a lot of times when it comes to really good movies, there's the movie behind the movie or like the plot behind the plot and so from my perspective it seems to be that the real theme of the movie has to do with a growth in terms of spiritual maturity and so given all that the central focus of the film in a certain sense is how do you resolve this tension this tension between who you see yourself to actually be and the calling that god has actually given you in the context of your particular life so for my money, the turning point in the film takes place when the Maverick character has a really important conversation with a key person from the previous film who shows up partway through the film in the, in the context of a, a really important cameo. And because I want to keep this reflection relatively spoiler-free, I'm not going to reveal to you who that person is, but um, if, you, if you watch the film, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. Suffice to say, for our purposes today, though, that um, basically this conversation that Maverick has with this character is emblematic of conversations that we might have with God when it comes to key moments in our lives, right? So it's really important from a spiritual perspective to look at how this particular conversation develops from a narrative perspective because it reveals to us how we're supposed to engage with God in the context of prayer when it comes to addressing these key questions. Questions involving, again, spiritual maturity or perhaps this tension between who I am or who I perceive myself to be and the calling that God gives me in the context of my particular life. So the first thing to notice about this particular conversation is that it's really economical, right? And so Maverick obviously has a lot of things in his heart, a lot of deep longings, a lot of deep desires. But at the same time, the responses that he gets from this other character are, are very brief and very much to the point. And even when Maverick tries to deviate to talk about other things, the other character won't let him do it, right? And so it speaks to a really important point in the spiritual life. Namely, this idea that when it comes to the subject of prayer, if we really want to have this deep, authentic, and intimate dialogue with God our Father in the context of prayer, well, then what are we going to do? We basically got to be real, right? We got to be real with ourselves. We got to be real with God. We got to have the courage and the wherewithal to face our fears, to face the messiness out there, to face the messiness with our own hearts, right? Because God is very much the God of reality. And so therefore, what does he ask of us? What does he demand of us? He demands that we basically be real, especially when it comes to the context of prayer, especially when it comes to dealing with these really difficult issues of spiritual maturity. And again, this tension between who I am and what God is calling me to be. Okay, so that's kind of the first thing. But the second thing that's kind of interesting about this particular conversation between the Maverick character and the person who makes the cameo is the fact that the person who makes the cameo repeatedly says to the Maverick character, just let it go. And what's interesting is that it's not specifically implied the thing that Maverick is called or invited to let go. And so therefore, what's implied is that you're called to let everything go. And so therefore, you know, shades of, of John Eldridge, who, who says very famously that, you know, you're called to give everything and everyone to God, right? And so basically it's an invitation to surrender. 
And for me, it kind of reminded me of this really interesting story I heard back in the day about this older priest who was once having this vocations crisis, as a result of which he apparently went on his personal retreat, fully expecting that at the end of the retreat, he would basically leave the priesthood. And so early on during the retreat, what happened is that he would, you know, go to the Lord in prayer and kind of say to him all these things that were wrong about his life, all these concerns that he had about himself and his vocation and whatever. And what he felt was that the Lord was saying to him time and time again in response to every single question and concern, yes, but, right? So yes, you find the people frustrating. Yes, you might have concerns about the archdiocese. Yes, you might have this weakness or this frailty or this struggle. Yes, but, yes, but, yes, but. And implied in that was, you know, yes, but do you love me? And yes, but do you trust me? Yes, but do you believe that even this thing that you're identifying right now, which is real, is within the scope of my divine providence? And so do you surrender to that, not knowing all the answers, but trusting me in all things? Surrender to me and continue to trust and believe that all things work together for the good for those who love the Lord. And of course, as you might expect, as a result of this really deep and profound prayer experience that this guy had in the context of this personal retreat, he's still very much an active priest, even in the context of today. And just to bring it back to the movie, that's precisely the same sort of message that the Maverick character receives in the context of this really important conversation. Yes, maybe you were sent back to Top Gun against your will. Yes, maybe your students don't like you. And yes, maybe you think your particular skill set doesn't match the vocation at hand. But still, do you believe, in spite of all that, that it's no accident that you're actually here? And so to kind of drive the point home, Maverick is told at the very end of the conversation, quite emphatically actually, the Navy needs you. And basically these kids need you. As if to say to him that even though you might see, you know, God's will for you and your will being intention, in reality, deep trust in God and deep trust in yourself are both one and the same thing. So trust yourself, trust your vocation, and don't run away from your life, but realize it's no accident that you're right here with these people in this situation. And with that, Maverick basically resolves this fundamental tension between who he is and the calling that he's been given, right? Realizing that there actually is no tension. And so once he gives himself permission to just be, to just be himself, he actually, ironically, funny enough, becomes the perfect teacher, leading his students to real spiritual maturity. And so one of the first things he actually does is that he encourages the students to basically play. And so basically they spontaneously take up this game of beach football, of course, reminiscent of that really famous volleyball scene, which took place in the original film. And even though Maverick tells his superior officer that he's trying to teach these kids teamwork, the key line in a certain sense in the scene is when Maverick says um, they're not keeping score, which really underlines the fact that these people are actually engaging in play as opposed to something purposeful or functional. It might suggest that that's a really important principle when it comes to developing a real sense of spiritual maturity, which is basically to say this, if I'm living my life in such a way where there's not a natural sense of rhythm, you know, where I'm working and I'm playing and I'm resting, then in a certain sense, there's something not Christian about that. So again, I need to be very deliberate and very intentional in terms of incorporating in my regular routine, this rhythm of work and play and rest and all those things that I need to become the person that God has called me to be. But Maverick actually takes it one step further, right? So there's a part in the movie where uh, the students are, are kind of despondent, right? So they're doing like trial runs in anticipation of the real thing, and no one can really make it. And so what Maverick does is that he takes upon himself to take the lead, to show them that it can be done by running the, the drill himself. 
And you know, for my money, this particular scene is reminiscent of this really famous line by John Paul II, where he basically says that the world is tired of hearing us talk, us being Christians, right? And what the world asks for, what the world demands, is that we be witnesses, right? Witnesses of the Christian thing. Show me that what you say actually makes sense in terms of a witness given by how you live your life, right? And so the whole idea here is that even though it's important to articulate Christian principles and commandments and whatnot, what is really convincing in terms of evangelization is seeing these things put together in a person in a way which is actually convincing, right? So look, when I live the Christian way, it's actually better for me. I'm actually happier. I have a life of integrity and integrity leads to life and to freedom and all those things which correspond with the deep desires of the human heart. When people see that, then they're convicted, right? So sometimes as as the teacher, you need to take the lead by being a witness. But that brings us to the final thing that Maverick does in being a good teacher. And basically what he does is that he lives out of the space of sacrificial love, right? And so he joins his kids, his students in the fight. So he doesn't just, you know, lay heavy burdens on them and just tell them to, to go forth, but it's that he, he's in the fight with them. He leads them into the fights. And in the midst of the fight, he actually takes it one step further by putting himself in harm's way to make sure he puts himself out there to make sure that they're safe to demonstrate his real care and concern for them. And of course, this is precisely what we find in the context of the gospel, where the Lord himself says, people will know that you are my disciples based on the love that you have for each other. And of course, what the Lord says on top of that is, you must love each other as I have loved you. Speaking to the fact that the love which is most compelling in terms of evangelization and witness is indeed sacrificial love, where I die to myself such that others might live. Okay, one final point, and I'll kind of end with this. So even though I've been talking at length about how this particular film, Talk on Maverick, has really done a good job in terms of embodying certain key principles when it comes to spiritual growth, spiritual maturity, however you want to frame it, at the same time, I want to make sure you have this, the right takeaway message, right? Because the takeaway message is not, if you want to become the person that God is calling to be, disregard authority, disregard rules, be a maverick, if you will, right? Because if you look carefully, that's not exactly what Maverick does. So he's mindful of structure, he's mindful of rules, he's mindful of authority. He has the wisdom to seek other people's advice in terms of trying to figure out what's the right thing to do. But at the same time, the genius of Maverick is that he goes farther. And so in a certain sense, it's reminiscent of the really famous gospel of the rich young man, right? Who very famously goes up to Christ and asks him, what good deed must I do to inherit eternal life? Which basically speaks to this deep longing he has in his heart for, for peace and joy and freedom and all those things, right? In response to which, what does Christ say? Eventually, what he says to him is basically sell out, come follow me and whatever, right? But the first thing he says to the rich young man is follow the commandments, which speaks to the fact that, look, if you want to become the person that God wants you to be, you need to know the difference between right and wrong and true and false. Hopefully that goes without saying. You see, that said, the whole point of the second part of Jesus' response, again, sell out, come follow me, is to basically say that rules and regulations are not enough, right? So yes, they're important, but they're not enough to achieve real spiritual maturity when it comes to becoming the person that God is calling to be. So eventually you got to get to the point where you follow Christ, right? You decide to just go on this great adventure to follow Christ, to be conformed to his being, and to ultimately become the specific and unique and beautiful person that God is calling you to be. 
And again, Top Gun Maverick, in a certain sense, embodies this particular point, right? And so just think about it. Like throughout the course of the film, Maverick remains in the Navy, right? And so he still works within a structure. He still works under a chain of command. He still works within certain rules and regulations. At the same time, what's different is that now he's comfortable in his own skin, right? So I'm part of a team, but I can give myself permission to be my unique self within that structure, right? And that's what allows me to do all those things I just talked about, giving people permission to play, giving a strong sense of witness. And on top of that, living out of this habitual stance of sacrificial love. And, you know, in a certain sense, what's most interesting about all of this is that it's not just good for the community. It's not just good for Maverick, but it's also what God has wanted for all the parties involved. Like it's what he wants for each one of us, right? To become fully ourselves and therefore become fully alive. And may God bless you all.